The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to the disciples, Just as it was in the days of Noah, so too it will be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking and marrying and being given in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed all of them. Likewise, just as it was in the days of Lot, they were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But on the day that Lot left Sodom, it rained fire and sulfur from heaven and destroyed all of them. It will be like that on the day that the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, anyone on the housetop who has belongings in the house must not come down to take them away. And likewise, anyone in the field must not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Those who try to make their life secure will lose it, but those who lose their life will keep it. I tell you, on that night there will be two in one bed. One will be taken and the other left. There will be two women grinding meal together. One will be taken and the other left. Then they asked him, Where, Lord? Jesus said to them, Where the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. The Gospel of the Lord. As we continue reading from the Book of Wisdom, we come to the beautiful chapter 13, which describes natural theology, the two books, really, one of them at least here, which is the Book of Creation, where God reveals himself splendidly to everyone. So even if they had never heard of theology, they still have that ability because they have been created in God's image and likeness to use their reason and come to a knowledge that God exists. In the first reading it says, For from the greatness and beauty of created things comes a corresponding perception of their creator. We can therefore reason from the effects back to the cause. And if this was written thousands of years ago, how much more true is that today when we have all kinds of scientific discoveries about the beauty, the fine-tuning, the tremendous design in creation? Science has proved that again and again, which speaks volumes of a personal being that brought it into existence. And again, in Psalm 19, the psalmist basically says the same things. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. They're telling. The firmament proclaims his handiwork, and on and on. The author of the first reading concludes by saying, if they had the power to know so much that they could investigate the world, how did they fail to find sooner the Lord of these things? St. Paul will take up this theme in his letter to the Romans, chapter 1, where he will again say, even though the pagans did not have the Torah, they didn't know all of the commandments God gave Moses on Mount Sinai, yet they were not with excuse because, again, the natural law was written in their hearts through creation, through the fact that they were created uniquely in God's image and likeness. Vatican I, in 1870, stated as much by saying the existence of God can 
be known with certainty by the light of human reason. With that said, we come to the Gospel in which Jesus is now speaking of the end times in two respects. First, he's speaking about the imminent destruction of the temple in Jerusalem, which will be like an end of the world for the pious Jews of that time. Everything will be crumbling down. It's like the whole cosmos will implode. But he's also speaking of the end of the world, the second coming, and how we will not have any excuse because if the pagans, based on natural theology, could know God, and we've been given special revelation through scripture and tradition, the magisterium, all the lives of the saints, then we will have no excuse. And so he says that just as in the days of Noah, they were eating and drinking and marrying, being given in marriage, until the flood came, they were all wiped away. And he says the same thing about Lot. In other words, people get so caught up in their lives that they can simply focus on the imminent now of their own schedules and put God on the back burner to such an extent that God becomes not even relevant. And that's how our society is going with an increased amount of secular issues. Jesus says, those who try to make their life secure will lose it, but those who lose their life will keep it. There's the radical call for us today to make God the center of our lives so that the very first thing we do in the morning when we get up is to pray, to reflect on God and all that he has done in our lives and in the universe. And then from that, go right into the scriptures where we have that special revelation of Jesus revealing his very heart. And when we make our lives that radical giving over to Christ and his will, then our mission becomes clear and we have priorities in the right order. How relevant is that today when there's so much need for us to go out and to live the gospel, to be people of hope, to be people who have the good news on their lips in their actions, and then invite everyone into this family of parishes that we are trying to build and the good news that despite difficulties, trials, distresses that are going on now, we have the hope that Christ, who created everything in the beginning, laid down his life and is inviting us to enter into that same hope that he will redeem all souls who come to him. With that, let us thank God and let us pray.